Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. I am very spontaneously deciding to record with my friend Julia today. So if you guys get a surprise guest... Hello. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I'm kind of, I mean, I asked her if she want, wanted to do this. She, I didn't force her or anything, but I feel like this is like out of her comfort zone a little bit. So <laughs> it should be fun though, because Julia's um, one of my like best friends from college and I've known her for a long time and now she's like in the working world. So I feel like she'll have good insights for any of you going, like transitioning into post-grad or anybody who's already in post-grad. And then we'll also just talk about college experience in general because we were like in different majors um and that kind of thing but I'll just start off by letting her introduce herself um so I'm originally from Texas I live in Dallas and came to Alabama I was a business major specifically operations management I was in a sorority all four years and now I live in Atlanta working um, for a third-party logistics company in supply chain. Yeah, warehouse <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, and we, I guess we should say, like, how we met. I don't have, like, any questions planned out, by the way, guys. Like, we're literally just going to, like, talk through, like, whatever seems right at the moment. But um, I just felt like it would be more of, like, a genuine conversation that way. But it's more comfortable for Julia, so I'm not, like, drilling her with questions. But <laughs> um, we met. Soft, early sophomore year. Yes. But you DM me on Instagram. Yes, because I found her YouTube channel when she was like super small, and <laughs> I just decided to send her a DM on Instagram, and then she replied, and that's how we became friends. And we kind of talked through the summer between our freshman and sophomore year of college, and then we actually met up like fall of sophomore year, and yeah. we became friends that way. Yeah, it's actually like <laughs> super weird to think about because like I remember we texted before we had ever even actually met each other yeah like we would like just have like texting conversations like friends normally have like but I had never met you in person before yeah and I remember because didn't you did you work at IHOP when you were in high school or college college okay because I remember (laughs) in between my freshman and sophomore year so that time no because we were both like working in the restaurant industry at that time so I think we always just like texted about that I didn't realize you did that in college I thought it was high school for some reason Okay, yeah, so you were, and you were a host, right? Yes. Okay, so for a hostess. And then I was, um, that was when I was serving at the Pearl, and that was definitely like a common ground to, like, talk about. But yeah, then we met up, and met at Heritage House, and I remember thinking you were, like, so shy. I was, like, <laughs> I had a hard time, because I'm normally the introvert, <laughs> and I don't normally, I'm not used to having the carry-on conversations, like, be the person to, like be like okay we're changing subject next question and I remember being like the whole time like I don't know how to do this but it was good because it kind of like forced me to actually like have to do that but um yeah and then we just kind of became friends from there we definitely had like classes together um along the way even though we like weren't the same major but you started out in engineering yes right my freshman year yeah and then it was like just kind of business didn't really know what I wanted to do didn't actually decide what I wanted to do until like beginning of 
junior year when I decided to change my major to operations management because I was finance for a while. Finance and math, right? Yes, yeah, 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 finance and math for a long time. And then changed to OM, and that's what I graduated with, and a math minor. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't know what else to take second semester senior year, which ended up not being a good choice because <laughs> the math class I picked was so hard. And I don't ever struggle with math, but that class was impossible. And then when we had to go home in March, it was like online. And I was like, this is even worse because all the yeah. classes were like over Zoom. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that's like when the um, senioritis is like really bad already, too. So yes. It just makes it worse when the classes are super hard. Yes. But um, yeah, so you started out and I remember you started out in engineering because I remember you telling me about like the scholarship you had and you were like oh, I don't want to like switch over to the business school yes. you're gonna lose a scholarship. yes <laughs> but you still had your like actual like the like academic yeah. scholarship or whatever so um which before we were recording this podcast I was like oh I'll probably just ask like what made you choose Alabama and she was like it's literally like the scholarships like I feel like every out-of-state person ever <laughs> that's the only it's answer either the scholarships or it's like somebody out of state and they just like I mean, like, the campus was pretty. Like, yeah. there's other things, but, like, the main thing was You don't was feel like scholarship. you're in Alabama on your own campus. No. You kind of feel like you're in, like, a pretty, like, other, yeah. other world. But yeah. But you, like, kind of leave campus, and you're like, yeah, I'm in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you went through, like, sorority recruitment and rush and everything. Yes. Um, I guess you can, like, talk about that experience, how it was for you, especially because, like, we're, I feel like we're very similar socially, so I feel like hearing a perspective from somebody who's not the most outgoing person. Yeah. And I don't mean that in, like, a bad way or anything, because we all know I would have, like, died, like, going through it, was, it was definitely a struggle being more extroverted and feeling like I just needed to, like, keep talking during recruitment. And I really don't even remember it that well, because it was five years ago now, which is so long so ago. Crazy. But I do remember it being very difficult for me to, like, be super talkative and also there were just so many people everywhere so you'd have to like scream to even hear what other people were saying but yeah that was like I honestly I don't even really remember much of it just because it felt like so long ago and it was one of those things where like after it happened I was like I never want to do that again so I like (laughs) suppress the memories of it it's one of those things that's like it's a blur in your head and you're just like it's I'm not even gonna try to remember what yeah because it was so yeah but do you have any like tips for people who like go through it or will be going through it you definitely just have to like I the best way to say it is like just you have to highlight like the best parts of yourself and like things that actually will like make you memorable to other people I guess is like the best way to talk about like to describe it is yeah you just have to like make yourself seem not like better than you are but just like make sure you highlight the things that make you different and unique yeah which I guess I can't take you a long way and I feel like nobody really says that because it's I don't know I just I feel like I would have had the hardest time because I lacked so much like self-esteem and confidence yeah at that time like coming into college I think a lot of like women do honestly coming into college because it's like a time when you get thrown into like just this pool of so many other just like yeah I don't know just so many other women that you know it can be intimidating just because you've never been around this many people in your life before that are your age yeah so it's intimidating so I think like throwing yourself into that if you don't have a lot of like 
you almost have to like fake your self-esteem yeah. confidence going through it I would feel like and no, I you definitely do. was not good at that at that age yeah. at all so I feel like people would have been able to see right through me oh why are you barking um but I guess going off of that you lived in your house was it sophomore year no really mm-hmm yeah it was sophomore it year oh yeah because I guess everybody normally does sophomore year it depends on the sorority at Alabama but um 80 pie was sophomore sophomores would mainly live in the house yeah and what would you like say about that experience like would you do it again I enjoy it enjoyed it because it helped me like meet other people that I hadn't or like become closer friends with other people Mm -hmm. but by the end of the year I was like I'm ready to have my own space because I shared a room and a bathroom and I was like I'm ready to like have my own room my own bathroom and it's like it was nice, but I also wouldn't do it again. <laughs> so, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And what would you say, like, as far as making friends? Um, I guess you probably, the majority of your friends, would you say, like, came from ADP? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, other than you. Yeah. And, like, maybe a couple of other people. Right. I definitely started to meet more people that weren't in ADP as I got higher in my major. Yes. This is my major was a lot smaller than other ones in the business school so I would have the same classes with like the same three people yeah. and I still talk to them now like mm-hmm. they're really good friends of mine so I, I imagine it would be kind of similar to like the way my master's program is now because it's like literally the same classes whereas like accounting like there's just so many different sections so there's so many people and, mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense and it's so funny because I feel like a probably like 80 percent of the like like eight friends I like close friends I made in college came from somebody messaging me on Instagram <laughs> it can go a long way um and I was like desperate for friends whenever you DM me and I was like I'm glad that like at the time like I feel like it was a good time too like in between like the summer because we were able to get to know each other before we like started hanging out yeah. so it wasn't like we had like an awkward like phase of like having to get to know each other yeah. in person or whatever but even, like, Sydney DM, like, that's how I met my roommate that I live with now. She went to Alabama, and we both do, like, similar jobs for different companies, and it ended up working out, so. Yeah. DMing people on Instagram, or that was on Facebook, but same thing. Yeah. It I mean, actually does work. Yeah, no, it, it can go a really long way. Like, obviously, it can, like, end poorly, but I'd say the majority of times, like, it's going to work out fine. Like, I just, almost- like... Yeah, I look at who, like, their mutual friends are, and, like, if I know somebody of somebody else, and I'm like, okay, like, I kind of know what they're like, so they're probably fairly similar to them, and it ends up working out. Yeah. So. What would you say is, like, the hardest, like, adjustment you had going from, like, high school to college? From high school? the same thing, from from college to post-grad. From high school to college... I think honestly after like sorority recruitment like I am a very introverted person it was very difficult for me to make friends I also my freshman year roommate made friends a lot easier than I did she was way more extroverted so seeing her with like all of her friends kind of like made me sad that she wanted to hang out with her friends in her sorority over being with me (laughs) so that was probably the hardest part and the transition from college to the working world is honest it's not like the same thing but it's definitely having to like put yourself out there but it's not like how you make friends because it's just so different 
like work relationships like there's so many things where it's like okay they think all of these things of me but at the same time it's like that goes into like decisions and thoughts they have about you at work and it's just it's very different and honestly I think like the hardest part is like I think of a lot of people at work as like a friend and that's not necessarily what they think of you mm-hmm. like they work with you because they have to they talk to you because they have to <laughs> it's so it's so weird like it's like that whole thing like if just because someone's like being nice to you doesn't mean you have to be like a best friend and like yeah that kind of thing yes which is like weird to me because I'm like in college like if I wasn't like getting along with a person or something like that I just like wouldn't really talk to them right but in at work, it's like if I don't like you, but I have to work with you, like it, you, you have to talk to them yeah. and like pretend like everything's fine. And it's just it, yeah. that's probably honestly the hardest part for me. That's like that makes sense, especially for anybody. Like I don't know, I feel like you're like a very transparent person. So like whenever you have to like you know just put your feelings aside and just like deal with it, that's hard because I don't know. I just think that that that, that is like a big shock because the reality of life is that like we're not gonna like everybody and we're not Mm -hmm. you know everybody's gonna like us and that's like part of growing up especially in the working world because sometimes you just sometimes there's nothing wrong with somebody and you just don't like work well together yeah and I've like even noticed that in grad school like there's people like you know that you like as a person but it's like maybe they're not the best person to like do you know like work with or like Mm -hmm. projects or whatever so I totally get that but um I guess, like, going back to your majors, like, whenever you were, I mean, because you had really, like, one major, like, college switch, like, you literally completely changed, because everything I did, I switched from the business school, it was, like, Mm -hmm. I was, I don't even know what I started out as, like, maybe MIS or something, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) something very random, I applied to Alabama under psychology, and I did that for all my schools, because I didn't know what I was going to do, and my mom just said to do that, and then when I actually got here, like, before I got here, when I registered for classes, like, in my orientation, I did I switched to business and I think I was in like MIS or something and then it was finance and then it was accounting and then it was accounting and finance so it just kind of like stayed within the same realm so like what with engineering you know like you made your switch I guess like you can talk through like figuring that whole process out because it's so difficult especially because I mean you did declare OM like later but it like Mm -hmm. wasn't a problem for you like you still were able to graduate on time so I guess talk through that whole process and like figuring it out what you liked and didn't like and everything like that I remember the main thing was there's the stem to MBA program at Alabama that allows you if you're in a stem in a stem degree to get your MBA with it in five years instead of taking two years to get your MBA which is insane if you think about it yes it is um and I started out in that program and whatever class I took the first semester I couldn't even tell you what it was about just seemed more interesting I guess to me than engineering and when I thought more about like things I would do like out like graduating basically I was like I'm still gonna end up probably working like as something businessy type related and so like you could be an engineer but I was like I was more interested in like analytics and like doing things like with excel and stuff like that and so when it came to me like thinking about it I was like am I do I even really want to be an engineer like not not really so that's what made me 
change my major and now like operations management and industrial engineering are like pretty similar yeah. and Alabama used to have an industrial engineering degree but they don't anymore because mm-hmm. that's what I would have changed to because it's like a blend yes, of yeah. the two like it's like continuous improvement and like all these kinds of things that really are like a blend of the two that would have been something I was much more interested in mm-hmm. but I think it was just like me thinking about like what do I want to do and when it came down to it I was kind of like I really don't think that being an engineer was something that I was like mm, yeah no you could just <laughs> tell it like wasn't your fit yeah yeah and then finance and math did you just do finance just because like coming into the business school that's like what you thought yeah. or did you just kind of pick it I just kind of like yeah I basically just picked it because I didn't have a really like understanding of like all the different things you could actually do with business and like coming to like see it as post-grad even people that I work with like there's plenty of people who graduated with finance degrees who do the exact same thing I do yeah and it's like interesting how people are like oh well you have this like business degree you can do whatever you want and like I didn't believe it (laughs) until now when I'm like oh these people actually are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing yeah there's a lot of translation um I guess just between like different jobs like as long as you're staying like in a similar like industry I feel like it's I don't know I feel like it can translate well but that's so funny you say that about industrial engineering because I like I feel like this was like over the summer probably I remember telling my brother I feel like if they would have had an industrial engineering program, I I don't want to say I would have ended up doing that because I honestly didn't even consider engineering just because I was like so math burnout mm-hmm. whenever I was coming into college and I was like, I was just excited that I never had to take math again besides statistics. Like I yeah. was so excited. So I, and math was just like, it's something I've always like, I feel like had too much of like an literally like an overdose of math like from middle school because I was like on math team and like did all that so I just had too much of it from a young age and I was it was one of those things where I was like I've done enough of this I want nothing to do with it um so I didn't even consider I like looked at the engineering programs but I was like none of these sound interesting to me and I feel like if I would have seen something like industrial and like when I found out what it was like my sophomore year I don't even remember like how or why I found out what it was but I remember like having a conversation with my brother like oh I wish Alabama had it because isn't that what your brother does no he's, he doesn't do that no. okay he's in, and it's funny because I didn't know you were stem path to MBA when you were in engineering mm-hmm. um because my brother was the same until his sophomore year and then he dropped the MBA okay. thing and he was like I'm fine with just doing good <laughs> engineering like this is more than enough okay um but he did chemical but now he's a process engineer which is like it's just that's same. similar yes, okay similar. that's what I th- I knew his degree wasn't in that but right. I was like doesn't because what doesn't he does similar? isn't necessarily chemical but he is like and he's at, like, a plastic, like, uh, pellet, like, type of manufacturing mm-hmm. type of company. So, yeah, basically that. But, yeah, industrial engineering is, like, I feel like anybody who has an interest in math or, I don't know, like, maybe even just, like, you're strong in math, but you want, like, a blend of, like, those two fields. It's, like, literally the, the perfect yeah. the perfect thing to do. But yes. I definitely remember wishing. I was like, man, I wish I kind of had that, but you can only, I mean... I, don't, I really don't even know if I would have actually, like, completely switched schools, though, when I think about it, because I'm like, that's a... It is a big jump. Yeah. If you don't do it early on, I mean, it's, like, kind of scary, so... Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> um, and then, I guess, going into your, like, we can talk about, like, your internships and then, like, the job you had, like, while you were here, because you were a tutor, mm-hmm. math tutor. 
how'd you get that position? Um, and you just kind of, did you do it more of like a resume booster? You'd actually enjoyed it? Like what was like the, I kind of started out because I enjoyed it. And then as time went on, I kind of just did it because I wanted to like, just have a job and I didn't even work like 15 hours a week. Like it was hardly a part-time job. It was kind of just something to do to like add to my resume when it came to like really applying to internships because like the the internship I had between sophomore and junior year I don't count it but the one between junior and senior year which is for the company that I actually work for now was like my real like I call that like my internship and I think it helped for that but yeah I was a math tutor for three years which is pretty long time I started beginning of my sophomore year and it was nice it was easy because it was mainly tutoring people in like the lower level math classes so it wasn't anything where like the math classes I was taking in college I had to like know that stuff because that was like definitely would have been a lot harder for me to like teach somebody as I had like just learned something (laughs) like the semester before but yeah yeah I feel like we had a similar um undergrad experience in terms of like when we like had our internships like I feel like we had internships at the same time and then or at least our first internship and then we both like did tutoring jobs like for lower level classes yeah it's kind of funny but um yeah I know I agree it's the I think working for like the university like the part-time tutoring and stuff is so good because it is they they have like such a budget to where like you literally can't work over a certain number of hours Mm -hmm. so like you know that you'll never be like overloaded yeah. like with having to go to work like it's just like the perfect amount of hours so, like I feel like if people can find an opportunity to do that it's definitely like ideal unless you like actually need a lot of like yeah money. like because money wise it's like a it's a really good for just like an additional you know like I'd say like grocery and gas money is like yeah what it's good for. yeah and then past that it like really doesn't do much like I can't pay your rent it's just like yeah, a no. good like side job to have um and it's also just good because you get to know professors and stuff and that can be good just for you know getting to know people and making connections but for your internships so the one you don't count that one was at a law, law firm. firm correct mm-hmm. and and that one you just kind of did to have internship experience basically like I was working like full-time 40 hours a week and making more money than I had before in any of my like previous jobs but as far as like the work I was doing it was kind of more like an assistant level of stuff so it really wasn't very exciting (laughs) there was other people who were my age that I like became friends with and that was nice but other than that I was like I really did not enjoy the job but I was like it's temporary so it wasn't like anything that I took like too seriously it was mainly just because I don't know some people had internships after sophomore year but like most people really didn't like it was pretty rare so I was kind of like putting pressure on myself to have an internship after my sophomore year but it would have been in finance at the time and I didn't even like finance so it would have been probably not even that beneficial yeah if I had had a real internship at the time right and I think like finding especially in finance finding an internship (laughs) when you're a sophomore would be like you have to have some real connections to be able to get one and I feel like I got I mean I got really lucky because like my internship after sophomore year 
I literally, it was my very first meet the firms and it was the first table I walked up to is where I got the internship. Mm-hmm. And what I had told myself for that, cause I knew I needed a job that summer, like to like, make money obviously. And I had told myself, you know, like I'll just go back home and work at the Pearl again. And I mean, that was really good summer money like mm-hmm. because of tourism and stuff. And I was like, I guess I'll just do that. But I want, I was like, I would rather do something that like is actually contributing to my, I guess, like long-term career or whatever. But at the same yeah. time, like even you doing like an internship and in something that was completely unrelated to what you're doing is valuable in the sense that like you at least learn what you don't want to do. You get experience yeah. working for other people mm-hmm. you, you know, got to experience living in Dallas, I guess, like as, as if you would be like working there and stuff. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It can be valuable even if it's not relevant, but I think like I was really thankful I got, I, I had that internship because I felt like where I was lacking in areas oh. compared to like, oh my gosh, where I was lacking in areas compared to like my colleagues, I guess, um, here, whenever I was going through like actual recruitment, like for big four and stuff, I think having that internship like gave me a leg up, even though it like wasn't, I mean, it was just like at a private, you know, oil and gas company, but I maybe didn't have the as good of grades as like other people or they had like a lot of leadership you know like Mm -hmm. involvement whereas I was like okay I have my TA job and then I have this internship yeah my grades are like pretty average so it can at least like help in some way or another even if you think it's not but yeah it definitely told like taught me that 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 job was like just typical like desk job and like now that's like not even close to what I do and it definitely showed me like at least for the first couple years I was like I want to have a more like active job like working in a warehouse you're walking around all the time and like we have standing desks we don't have chairs (laughs) like things like that like they really do actually make a difference with like my what I actually like to do so that was definitely something also that I realized I was like at least starting out eventually I will end up like working just like a typical job but right now it's like the complete opposite of a nine-to-five yeah okay we had to take a brief break because Ella was getting my dog was getting impatient um which you could probably hear in the background and then I accidentally deleted everything we recorded but I was able to undo it so we have everything still but um okay going into like your job now um how would you say it's like helped you grow and like do you what's like the biggest challenge of it um going into my job like I said I like I said before I'm an introvert like I really had a hard time talking to people and opening up so that was definitely like the hardest thing to start out and it's still something that people like say like oh you need to be more talkative but it's gotten a lot better for sure um but that was probably like the hardest thing like I'm pretty good with like software and things like that like I'm not really the type of person that you have to like show something to twice when it comes to like learning something having to do with the computer so that was never an issue for me but it was definitely learning how to communicate with people and working with people because I came in And I kind of have, like, a managerial role. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm over people, making sure that they're supposed to be, like, doing the right tasks, that they're following, like, productivity, because we have, like, productivity, um, like, UPH, units per hour, that they're supposed to be picking or packing and stuff like that. So we have to make sure that they 
are being productive that if they need something in terms of like hr payroll like they're supposed to come to us first so it's like a lot of different things that i do but definitely coming in and i was 22 and a lot of those people were older than me and they have to listen to you and that was definitely difficult to start out for probably like the first like two or three months that was very difficult for me but now it's like second nature like it really doesn't matter there's quite a few people who are the same level as me who also this is like their first job out of college so there was a lot of um like relatability when we came in to kind of having those struggles but now it's like it's just how it is and that is definitely not an issue for me anymore but that was those were probably the two biggest things. I can, I don't even, like, think about the fact that, like, a lot of the people you manage are, like, literally older than you and not your age, and it's just, like, even if you, I feel like even if you are an extroverted person and, like, you don't have a problem, like, you know, I guess having that leader role and, like, talking to people, it's still uncomfortable when you're having, like, literally tell people that have, like, been on the serve longer than you, like, what to do Yeah. Stuff. Like, that in and of itself is just a little uncomfortable but of course it's one of those things like you get comfortable with in time Mm -hmm. that I guess just comes with like that role of the job and then like you work I guess you can talk about like working night shift and like yeah because I feel like that's something that there probably are like other people out there who go through that and they probably feel very alone in it Um, yeah because you and my sister-in-law both like are the only people I know who like (laughs) night shift and it's quite the lifestyle yeah I have some other friends who are they're all nurses that work Mm -hmm. night shift or they switch between night and day shift, which I could not imagine doing. No. That is honestly sounds worse to me than just working night shift. But yeah, I started working in June, so it's been almost a year, and I have been on night shift the entire time. And at first, I hated it. I was like, I'm never going to get used to this. Like, I don't know how people work night shift. Like, this is terrible, whatever. And then probably it took me like, literally two months to like adjust my schedule because it was I had never had done anything like that before and then it was fine I would just kind of like switch my schedule back for the weekend so that I could hang out and like do stuff with people um but then it's like so difficult adjusting back and forth every single week and I don't have to do it I just do it because for the sake of my sanity like I need to hang out with like people that aren't people from work like hanging out with my friends and stuff on the weekends so that's why I would do it but basically I think it's like a newer thing that my company has done but all of the people that graduated from college the same time that we did have all started on the night shift um I think part of it is like they kind of want to weed out the people who maybe like this is just like not the job for them um but we kind of look at it as more like it's a bonding opportunity like I would not have met most of them or like become friends with most of them if we all worked different shifts because like if you don't see them you don't really talk to them (laughs) other than through an email so that's been really nice because there's like five or six of us and Uh, that's just that's definitely like the easiest part the managers on our shift are always like they like having people who just graduated from college like 
it's definitely different I've like asked them before I'm like do you like when people you have supervisors who just graduated college or ones that like this is not their first job and some of them say they like the ones from college more because they can kind of like mold them more into like (laughs) the type of person that they want them to be um in terms of like the job that they have which I can definitely see because as people who just graduated from college at least like definitely me I try to do as much as I can to like not give people issues or like be like this is like things that I'm doing right like I try to not basically cause a lot of issues because some people definitely are there and they're like it's either my way or it's not happening at all (laughs) which is definitely not how people who just graduated from college are like they want to impress the people like you want I feel like anybody like where you work you just want to be like this malleable human that can just like fit exactly where your supervisors or whoever's over you like need to and how they want you to be and you kind of just have to like accept that that's all that it's going to be when you go the real world because you can't like go in and like demanding a bunch of stuff because they're kind of like why should I listen to you you've been working here for three months like (laughs) I mean obviously to an extent like you know you have like your basic like rights like obviously you don't want to be taken advantage of yeah you have to like have that clear line between like okay nobody's gonna take advantage of me but like I'm also like here to be like the person to like for everyone else and I feel like that's how you learn the most too is like by not having any like super like weird like expectations or just anything any specifics I guess attached like what you're doing and you just like let yourself feel it out and like learn it as you go Mm -hmm. but um but I guess like because I know you're like kind of in the process like hopefully hopefully getting it to like the day shift and everything Mm -hmm. um what would you say like with going through I guess your job now in the future like do you think you want to like and I'm not saying like in your future this could literally be like 10 20 years down the line (laughs) um and obviously like I know a lot of people like I don't like thinking like five years ahead because I'm like I take it day by day like that's enough for me right now but I guess in terms of like the job you do now do you as an introvert do you see yourself keeping like that type of a managerial role or like maybe trying something else I would definitely try something else like uh working with the like the people who like work in the warehouse was not really something that I wanted to do kind of did it more for the experience and the knowledge you get just by understanding the operation and like how things actually work I really want to do something more like process improvement like being a project manager or something kind of like that but to do that at least like at the company you have to have a pretty deep understanding of the operation Mm -hmm. and the people who understand the operation the best are the people who are like on the front lines the one doing the work and the ones who are managing the people doing the work so it makes sense but as in when I interned there I had a more functional role I was doing industrial engineering project um or process improvement stuff and my mentors were like you really should be you really should do like the supervisor role Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what led me to deciding that that's where I would be okay with starting out but I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to continue to do for like the long term because there are like you can do so many things with the operation and you can go like very high up just being part of operations but that's 
not something I had ever thought I wanted to do and I just don't really think it's like where my strong suit is like I think I'm much better on the analytical side of stuff yeah and it's really good that experience because then you're at least like more I guess well-rounded like whenever you do make that transition and I tell like the podcast like listeners like all the time I'm like it's so important to remember that like your first job even like your first like three jobs they're not they're probably not going to be your dream jobs I feel like there's so much pressure I don't know how it happened or where it came from but I feel like all the pressure and like the way at least for our generation I feel like there's a lot of pressure like to be in like the perfect job for you like right when you graduate college (laughs) you're supposed to like be head over heels for it and it's like supposed to be the most rewarding thing ever with like the best pay ever the best benefits ever Mm -hmm. I'm like that's literally not reality for 99.9 percent of us yeah we you you have to like take these positions that like you probably don't want to do but like you said they help you learn the process so that you're a better you better understand it for future roles and everything Mm -hmm. and it makes you a better candidate for future roles yeah um and going off of that how would you say it's like the or how would you say it's best to like stand out going for like the interview process for getting that like big internship that you kind of have to have before you graduate I'm like trying to even think what my interviews were like because I interviewed for the internship but then the internship was basically the interview for like the full-time job for the whole summer yes so it didn't feel like it was an interview but I guess just I'm honestly I like can't even really remember that much I know I went through so many interviews with so many different people um just because there's like a lot of sites in the Atlanta area so it was like a bunch of people from all the different sites and they kind of like interviewed all the potential candidates and they kind of like sat in a room and was like this is who I want to work for me this is who I want to work for me like kind of thing and it was really just like depending on who you meshed well with and I guess just kind of talking about the same thing like I said with sorority recruitment kind of like talking yourself up and like really focusing on the things that you could have like a 10 minute conversation Mm -hmm. with somebody with not necessarily that I did but just like the things that I felt really confident and had like the deepest understanding or like amount of things that I could like tangibly say Mm -hmm. things about were the the things that I definitely focused on in my interviews yeah I think that was like probably my biggest flaw going through interviews initially I'd say like my first two years of college even for small things like our business fraternity that we were both in mm-hmm. that interview was tragic for me I remember like texting you or calling you or something or I think I hung out with you after it or something and I was literally like there's no way I'm getting in because my voice was shaking so bad the entire time and I yeah even, I, I don't even think I was understandable and that was students interviewing me yeah and I was like that nervous but I was also nervous because I recognized their faces because they were in my class and I was like mm-hmm. this is just uncomfortable but I think my biggest issue is I never realized, like, all it really is is knowing your strengths, like, knowing your weaknesses and how you're, you can improve your weaknesses. And mm-hmm. I think as long as you know those two things and, like, actually know your resume, that's all you need to go into an interview. And then obviously being able to, like, ask questions is important. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, kind of knew what questions to ask based on, like, the person's, like, age and, like, the company and everything. But my biggest problem was I always, like, thought I needed to have, like, this perfect script almost and Mm -hmm. I would be so focused on like saying like the perfect sentence and like the right thing that would make me so nervous because I would sit be sitting there reciting stuff in my head when I should just be like making a conversation yeah like making it a conversation and I wish like 
because there were I interviewed for so many things that like I didn't get and like I know it's because I probably seemed like the most antisocial like mm-hmm. just uncomfortable person and a lot of those roles I was interviewing for were very like people based roles mm-hmm. like, I remember one of them was for like the Colder House Ambassadors and I was like probably dead last on their list <laughs> just because of like how just antisocial I seemed yeah, yes. very social for that type of role and then I, I remember, like, my first interview that, like, actually finally went well was the one with, um, for the company I worked for, for my internship between sophomore and junior year. And mm-hmm. I literally only think that went well because I kind of went in with more of, like, a I'm just going to talk mindset. And I knew mm-hmm. I was interviewing with, with two women, and that honestly made it, like, a lot more comfortable for some reason. Um, and one of them, like, had gone to Alabama, and that made me so, like... I was like, okay, there's common ground. Because, like, a yeah. lot of times you're interviewing with people who have never even been here before. Yeah. Or, like, test, like, having something that I could, like, talk about helped me so, so much. Because other than that, you know nothing about them except for the company they work for. So it was hard mm-hmm. to, like, have, like, a warm-up type of conversation and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, the interview, and I don't know. I would have, I think if I ever had to do, like, any, like, problems in an interview. Because then you have to do that in one of yours. Yes, I had to do, like, an Excel <laughs> test in one of mine. And that was... That was like something I guess that's that I, not as bad. It wasn't as bad, but I was kind of just like really not expecting it because people were like, "Oh yeah, like you'll have to do that." But I was kind of like, "Oh, like whatever." <laughs> and then I actually did have to do it, and I was like, "This is just like, it's so weird." <laughs> I don't know because I think like any skill could really be taught. I agree. Um, but definitely in like cases like that, don't try and say that you can like do all of mm-hmm. these things if you can't because something like that lie. could happen. Oh my God. And then they're like, okay, we're definitely not hiring this person because they just lied about that. Yeah, yeah. I think I would, like, lose it if someone, like, just handed me. Because I was thinking about it, like, I, I remember whenever I was just in finance, and I was thinking about, like, a lot of, like, the internships. Like, because I remember my freshman year, I was like, I want to go work on Wall Street. And, like, like <laughs> literally, who am I? Um, that's, like, not me at all. I just, like, thought that was what I wanted to do. And I was, like, looking at all these, like, summer programs for like the big investment banks and everything and I remember like reading up on the interviews and talking about like taking like you know like skill-based tests mm-hmm. and I was like if someone handed me like something and it was like taking like any other finance test I think I would lose it just because the mere factor of like not having studied for it right before would mm-hmm. freak me out enough to make me forget everything yeah even if I like actually knew it so I don't know it's just like <laughs> not enjoyable um but I guess going back to like kind of college what would you say were like the more like valuable valuable courses that you feel like really helped you so I, I have like probably three standout courses where I'm like I really feel like this is gonna help me a lot in the real world and then I have some that I'm like absolutely not this means nothing <laughs> I would have to most of my degree was spent like doing all these different things in excel mm-hmm. just like so many different ways to use excel and that is probably like the the really the only valuable skill that I'm using right now. The main thing I'm learning right now is just how to manage people and how to work with people. And no matter where you start working, there's all these different parts that you have to know just about the different systems that are being used. So that's like a total like learning curve in and of itself. But as far as doing things with excel is what i have felt like i used the most Mm -hmm. just because operations like even though my degree was in operations none of the stuff i'm really doing is 
operations other than like the terms that are used like yeah. FIFO KPI like things like <laughs> that like the I hear those terms and I know what they are because of my degree but as far as like actually doing stuff with it that's people who are like higher level than me yeah so yeah and what would you say is like if there's something you could go back and tell yourself like before going into college do you have like that you just think would have been beneficial for you to know before going into college I probably would have told myself like I didn't need to stress so much about what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. was probably the biggest thing because I applied to all the colleges under engineering and when I was applying I was like is this even what I want to do and like my first two years I spent stressed about what all I like what I really wanted to do and it ended up being not even a big deal because I took an operations management class and I was like this is what I like (laughs) this is what I like to do and I was like wow like all it took was one class that we actually had to take. Yeah, that we had to <laughs> together. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. Like, this is enjoyable for me. And, like, I really had nothing to worry about the two years before that if that's literally all that it was going to take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think a, a lot of it is, like, paying attention to, like, what classes actually like, pique your interest and then, like, paying attention to, like, what ones, you know, you literally... And maybe you might dread going to them because I'm a professor or something. So really it there are like a lot of variables at play but like I know for me like in a similar way like whenever I took like a tax class I was like this is a lot more enjoyable than the stuff I've done in my audit class like Mm -hmm. for me personally so that was like trying to pay attention to those feelings you have I guess when you're in classes and I mean I will say like it's I don't even think I like actually felt like comfortable with my and when I say comfortable with my major I just mean like confident in that like this actually can work as a career for me until mm-hmm. grad school. I The entire time in undergrad, I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> I think I'm literally doing the wrong thing. And it's too late <laughs> to go back. Literally the entire time. But now that I'm, like, actually, like, in a very specific, you know, like, just study, I can really, like, see how it's applied better. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, like, I guess one thing of, like, grad school that I'm, like, thankful for just because I wouldn't have known it otherwise. But I think that paying attention, like, to – you know, and that's why it's important to like pay attention in class and like actually try in class because yeah. that's how you figure out, you know, like you can't go around saying like, Ugh, I don't know like what I want to do. And you're like, not like really making much of yes, an effort to figure out what to you want to do. You have to put the effort in, in order to figure it out. And cause I feel like I see so many people who just like, you know, do the bare minimum to get by, especially the first two years up until they like, you know, have to declare their major or until they get into upper division classes and then you know they get in their upper division classes and it's too late to you know decide like oh wait or maybe it's not too late but they just kind of realize like maybe I should have like paid attention to what I liked more and like those like first intro classes because that can help you figure it out because like for me I hated OM mm-hmm. and we had it together <laughs> Monday Wednesday Friday at 8 a.m one of my two 8 a.m's I had all of undergrad and I hated that class so much, and Julia was just like, I am thriving. I loved it so much. The professor was great. He was great. He was just such a good resource, and he was he made, at least he made the 8 a.m. somewhat enjoyable yes. because he had all this energy. Yeah, he was all, like, all in one. <laughs> um, and, it's, and what he, like, basically did in his career is kind of like what you mm-hmm. would – eventually like to do I guess because yeah. wasn't he just like a project manager basically for construction yeah. or something mm-hmm. yeah and do you think like 
I don't really, I mean, I don't know, like, a ton about, like, your industry and field and everything, but would you, if you went to, like, project manager role, is there, like, a specific industry you would want to be in, or, like... I mean, I really like the industry that I'm in. So, like, our, the company, the third-party logistics company, has all these different branches of customers that they can serve. So, there's, like, healthcare, there's consumer, which is kind of, like, food products and mm-hmm. things like that, um, and there's retail... Uh, I'm in e-commerce, which is something that is hugely becoming very popular because of Amazon mainly. (laughs) Um, And that's something that I actually really like. That was something that I kind of got lucky, like the site that I was placed at being an e-commerce site, just because it's it's still very new. So there's so many things that you can improve upon when it comes to that. Because our, our site is more like we pick specific orders. So, like, if you – ours is a, a clothing company. So, like, if you pick – like, if you bought a, a shirt, pants, and a pair of shoes, like, we're picking the shirt, pants, and a pair of shoes for that specific customer and packing it and, like, sending it to your home. And that's not necessarily how every other warehouse is. Like right. – it's more like you have pallets of product and it's going to like a Walmart or a Target or something like that. And so it's there's a lot of things that are very different about it. And so I would definitely want to stay like in the industry that I'm that my site is at. Yeah. And that makes sense because I mean you have experience in it. So it'd be I feel like you'd have to like learn so much, like not necessarily all over again, but there'd be like it's a there whole is, industry to learn. So yeah. that would be hard. It's so crazy to think about like how much goes into just how much behind the scenes there is there like when is. you literally order something online yeah and like I always think of you like when I like order stuff online because I'm always just like Julia like literally like is the middleman between yes. like my home and me ordering this right now yes <laughs> and then I guess to end um is there any like and it doesn't have to be like educational or informational is there like any book or podcast or anything you want to like recommend to anybody the only like somewhat like podcast that I kind of listen to is Robin Hood Snacks. I don't know if you've heard of Robin no. Hood Snacks. It's like a 20 minute podcast. Um, these two guys from Robin Hood mm-hmm. and they talk about three stories every day, something relating to business. Like oh. it could be literally anything. I love that it's 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's super short, um, right to the point, and it helps me feel like I'm like somewhat up to date on like I'm gonna have the to look news. At that. And Emily showed it to me, oh, really? like, a long time ago. I think her sister actually showed it to her, and then she showed it to me. Just word-of-mouth recommendations. Yes, <laughs> yes. But that's what I like to listen to, either, like, when I'm getting ready for work or when I'm driving to work is, like, yeah. That's, like, the only podcast other than, like, My Favorite Murder that I listen to. <laughs> everybody which, who listens to My Favorite Murder. Which everybody already knows about. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on and um, giving your insight and everything to the audience because I know they will appreciate it. Um, I don't think you want to, like, plug yourself or anything because... No, I hardly even use social media except TikTok. Good for you. Yeah, except TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she's just a private person, I guess, which we respect. So, Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on and thanks for giving your insight. Thank you for having me. (laughs)